podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I'm a Jets fan, so that's what I pretty much do every single week. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! Uh, this is a three-person episode right now. Alex is missing, and we have to find him, and hopefully we find him by the end. Um, Alex has fallen. Alex, Alex has fallen. Alex has fallen. Oh, that's the title. All right. That's the name of Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to write that down so I don't forget it for later. Um, with me this time are Russ. I'm Russ. And Peter. And I'm Peter. Whoa, this is... It's so weird not to say and Alex, but I guess this is the times that we're living in now, guys. No, uh, uh, Alex left the Pride Lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll hunt him down and uh, sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight at like 2 p.m. Well, I guess that, that settles what our first movie is going to be. Can we get the rust down for Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get that. Um... Hobbs and Shaw, directed by David Leach, lawman Luke Cobbs, and outcast, outcast, Deckard Shaw, form an unlikely alliance when a cyber-genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. So we're just going to make fun of each other's faces and balls for the next 20 minutes, right? <laughs> this movie was it, dumb, but it was, so much fun. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope this does two things. I hope it... One, I hope they keep making these dumb movies that are just a straight-up throwback to dumber movies from the 80s and 90s. And I hope Going Fantastical here can kind of, just a little bit, ground the original franchise. So do all your wild shit in Hobbs and Shaw land, and then keep it a little bit more grounded in Fast and Furious proper. But this movie is fun as hell. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that'd actually be a really great move for the franchise as well. Um, because, I mean, our, they keep joking about, like, going to space. I really don't want that to happen. I'm fine with, like, nope. a spinoff going to space. Like, that's fine. Like, I don't care about that. If Hobbs and Shaw go to space, yeah, fine. Yeah, 100%. But let's not go to space. Uh, that, that's like a fucking snakes on a plane yeah. situation all over again. We don't need that. I'm cool if it's Hobbs and Shaw. I'm so not cool if it's anyone else. If it's if it's like the proper franchise, right? And for for being like a long movie, because this movie just like moves and is fun, it never actually really feels like the two ten length or whatever, however long this movie actually was. Um, I they don't. No, it it moves. Yeah, they don't spend a ton of time like having so many talking head scenes in which we're going over so much of the plot. They're not trying to build to any sort of plot twist or like. No one's getting uh, fucked over. There's no double agents or anything like that. Like, lesser movies than this would spend so much time doing. Right. It's just Jason Statham's going to make fun of The Rock. The Rock's going to make fun of Jason Statham. And then they're both going to fight people in their own way. Isn't it absolutely delicious that the own, that it took them, I don't know, I guess two hours of runtime and also 72 hours to realize hey, if we just, like, coordinate how we fight a little bit, we'll win. That's it. Did they, All they had to be was like, yo, you take a punch, and then I'll punch him. Yeah. They were, like, watching That's insanity. Like, a father fight his two 10-year-old sons. So fucking great. <laughs> that are just like, you guys, like, when you just watch, like, two kids fight an adult, it's just like, you're so stupid. You're two people. Yeah, right, yeah. But just coordinate. You would think that two of the best fighters in probably the universe of this universe yes. 
cannot figure that out. Yeah. They never had to before. Never had to before. What did, what did you think about the, the scene at the end uh, uh, with, like, the family and, and kind of setting up everything for, like, the, the onslaught that was about to happen? I and, think that's... And Roman Reigns. Oh, you mean, like, the car stuff? A little long. Oh, the, you mean the setting it up or the or when it happens itself? Oh, uh, I guess the setting it up, for the most part. Um, the setup, but I guess they have to let you know, like, yo, these guys are good at stuff. Right, yeah. Specifically this car guy... Who's good at taking fucking machines that put blood caps <laughs> to people's? I fucking and that's what I like about these movies. It's not the suspension of disbelief of like The Rock holding uh, a fucking air uh, helicopter to get on a chain with his bicep. That's not what. That's not the suspension of disbelief. My what I like is the suspension of knowing that like this guy who works on cars can just reverse engineer fucking touchscreens made by an evil shadowy billion dollar corporation. Yep. Well, it makes you think what could exhibit uh, accomplish if he wasn't busy pimping so many rides. Exactly. Oof. It, but it's, it's great. Uh, I love the end. I like all the car stuff. I like how all of these cars came fully loaded with latch mechanisms. Yep. Oh, it's incredible. That was so but good. Oh my God. And no one ever had a, no one had an issue like, oh shit, I, I missed that time. Sorry, dude. Uh, one, more, one more time. Like everything lined up nope. 100% perfectly. How did the, how did they know they were one day going to have to human centipede? <laughs> like, it's amazing how like nine X-Men movies never had them using their powers in, uh, in tangent to accomplish something. And this movie's like, all the cars have a chain. <laughs> they all, yeah, they all work the same. But so they all have to kind of do it a little bit differently and work oh, together. That was so good. That whole helicopter scene at the end is so Roman good. Roman Reigns throws two fucking chains with both arms and they both land perfectly. And uh, even, okay, he's not ambidextrous. So you have to figure he's smart enough to know that I need to use a little more force with this other arm because it's the weaker one I don't use as much. Yeah. To, to make this shit land. I hope someone thought about that. I mean, no one thought about that. No. But it's just really never stop making never stop making these movies. I don't think I had more. I didn't have more fun. Yeah, this movie's not that. It's like not capital G good. No. But it is great. But it, it just doesn't ask anything of you. No. Right. Except your time and like enjoy yourself. As I said, it doesn't. The plot is painfully simple. Yeah. How. I have and and like yeah, I, I like that these movies don't even try to have logic. They just want to have cool stuff happen. Like when they both fight in those hallways, oh, um, yeah. and The Rock goes into the one room that has the guy working in it. That was so uh, good. The car. How, how did that car get in there? <laughs> There's a door on either side, not a garage hatch. He built that car inside that room. But yeah, what, like was ship it once, what was he going to do once he built it? Take it apart. Build it again. And and why is there one guy in that room and so many guys in the other room? And what are those guys doing in that other room? Trying to build a car. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think one of them wouldn't go to the other side and be like, hey, dude, seems like you're doing a kick-ass job on your car. Can I be on your team? I wonder if that guy was getting punished. Or maybe the, the group were getting punished. Like, you guys really need to work together, and this guy, he's he already knows how to do it, so he's going to do it by maybe, himself. Yeah, maybe he's the guy who's good at shipping a bottle of cars inside the Russian ha- uh, lair, 
maybe like that's his thing and they're watching and observing him so that they can one day be the guy in a room that builds a car in a ship in a bottle in a lair in Russia. Yeah. You know is what? That, it? that is, I guarantee you, that is the most backstory or lore that has been thought about for these guys in this movie, right? Anybody. But you can guarantee when Hobbs and Shaw 2 comes out, they're going to use what I just said. Yep. And make that guy somebody who matters even more. Oh like he's going to kill one of Hobbs' brothers or something. Because <sighs> he's like, I don't like how you punch me out so bad. I bet that, oh man, I could see that happening. Now I'm killing his brother at, at the cutscene at the end of Hobbs and Shaw 2. Or 2 Hobbs 2 Shaw. 2 Hobbs 2 Shaw, yeah. No, yeah, you had sent that the other day and that was brilliant. Um, but this movie's oh. fucking great. Movie's uh, great. They, and they, I like that they built out their world knowing that it's unlikely that The Rock will ever go back into the main franchise. Yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, cool man, be in here. Kevin Hart, cool man, be in this movie. I found I've, I really liked uh, Ryan Reynolds' scenes. I, I liked also – there were so many post credit scenes for this damn movie. Um, but I, I found them all to be pretty funny. Um, so, so that was also a yep. very good thing, yeah. Yep, I'm in. But uh, I guess I, I feel like I'm running out of steam on talking about a movie yeah. that came out over a month ago. I know. Uh, but I will say, who do we think the real big bad is? And do we think we know that person in this world? There was a long time where I was watching this and I was really expecting it to be Ryan Reynolds. Um, but at this point, <laughs> I don't actually know. Even in the post credit scenes, I was like, wait a minute. Is it Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> You, I like it. He's just being a weirdo. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. But like, no, I I don't think so. I do. We think it's the Rock's dad. Oh, that could be. That would be all right. I'm into that. I mean, is it someone he knows? And these movies don't like to introduce new characters without any connection to previously existing <laughs> right characters. So it's either someone who knows. So it, it's it's got to be somebody we've heard of in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Pete, any guesses? Uh, not really. <laughs> not I, even I, at the computer. <laughs> excuse, sorry, my my cat has started yelling, so I thought I would run and feed it before it. We had meowing for the next hour. That sounds like good. That sounds like a good background color. Like that's what I feel right. like this we need. Uh, now now he's gonna be pissed because there's a there's like a half open can of cat food in the kitchen. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't I, I I like. There's all these different theories. Uh, I just I don't want them to force it because that, as I said before, that's what I like about this movie is that it's just it's like he, here's some guys, here's a villain, have at it. Yeah. You no, know, like I I was like racking my brain trying to think of action movies over the past like six seven years that like we've talked about on this podcast that have just gone overboard with so much exposition and I couldn't think of one because. What that creates is just a completely unmemorable movie. I'm just thinking of that movie with Mark Wahlberg from last year, which is just basically exposition the movie. Oh, oh, God. Um, mile 20. Mile, oh, two. Mile 22 or whatever. That's like, that's the, that's the, where, that's the worst case scenario, I think, for an action movie. That's what happens when you just tell and not show. And Hobson Shaw is so not interested in telling you anything. Right. It's just a good, yeah. And it, I'm cool with that. It just go. Like, it starts in just, yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens, though. I'm interested to see who they bring in as that. Or I really hope it's just, it's just like an old, like someone that we've seen before. Like, right. if it's Vin Diesel, like, fucking A. Oh, that'd be wild. That'd be Yeah, just, as I said, just, the movie can't 
be all about who it is. Like, you know, they would have that sequel issue in which the sequel tries to be like, okay, we got you back in the theater. Now let's try to get you hooked for nine movies with all the story we're going to tell. Right. Yeah. There's that cat. Yeah. Like, I want I want the Hobbs and Shaw movies to be almost episodic. Yeah. Like, like I want it to feel like, what if the A-team just had a ridiculous budget? We need these two guys to do something that no one else can do. Cool. Done. Yeah, and this and this one succeeded in the only thing it needed to do, which was, as you said, remove Hobbs from everyone else and give him his own group of people and his own ties and his own, you know, me familia. Right. And if they can establish that successfully, great. Don't ever put him back in those other movies because The Rock is more of a superhero in these movies than he'll probably be as a as Black Adam. Yeah. Down the so like we he's clearly a hero. Get him the fuck out of those movies. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next one, shall we? Sure. All right. Can we get the rust down for the Lion King? Yeah, we can. All right. I thought you were going to swerve and go once upon a time. I, we could. Uh, no, I already got the Lion King up. Oh, it took me a whole minute. Okay, the Lion King. John Favreau. After the murder of his father, a young lion prince free, flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. Um, so there's nothing exceptional about this movie. Uh, it is straight up just the Lion King, uh, yep. but but without the added like benefit of having overly characterization yeah, in the animals. Exactly, yeah, overly like animated animals in this like scar, just the way that they talk, the blank face expressions, and I get it. That's what they were going for. But that doesn't really work uh, for like like that's the fun no and, and it's and it's unfortunate because like if this movie came out five years ago it would have that uncanny valley problem of everything looking dead yeah nothing in this movie looks dead at all in fact these animals look fucking incredible yeah like the special effects in the movie are beautiful but you can't have characters with that much personality. That we already know, like we know these yes. characters, and we know how they're, we know their tics, we know what they're supposed to think. To see them so, so dead, not from an uncanny valley situation, but from the fact that they're actual animals, mm-hmm. is jarring. Well, yeah. that's the issue. The big thing about animation, like non-realistic animation, is that these characters had an acting, like a visual acting performance. The animators right. visually acted out these characters' you know emotions. And that's not the case in this movie. No. Nope. And as, as we've talked, like, I think Zazu is so weird to watch because yeah. you can't make a bird, a real life bird, look that interesting. Nope. When he's, when he's got a very interesting character. And you certainly, Scar is such a fucking bummer. I know. Just thinking about, like, how great Scar was, I mean, in, like, the original animated movie and... You know, uh, like claws like, up against like, the wall, he, like fucking slithers, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like in, in, in the in the in the cartoon, and here he's just he just like he's the, just a fucking lion. Dude. Cre- he's just a, a a beat up looking lion. The creepy smiles touch. that they would have, like it, like that he would have in that, where it's just like, oh, look at that. The, like almost green eyes. Yeah, like, they they did much in the animated movie to let you know this dude is a straight up villain. Yeah. Um, yep. Timon and Pumbaa were pretty good, though. Well, it works yes. because Timon, Timon works best when he's in motion. Yeah. I think Billy Eichner's performance sells the manic motion of a meerkat. Yeah. Yes. 
I thought he was awesome. When he's not moving, he suffers just like everybody else. That's true. I did the BR guest segment was uh was very well Told done. Him. I Oh dude, that was so funny. That was yeah. hilarious. But besides that one part, I I think that everything else was lifted straight from like all the dialogue seemed like everything I'd known. Yeah. Yeah. There's one scene without dialogue that's maybe three minutes long where that fucking feather is showing that uh, what's his face Simba's still alive. Oh I yeah. Don't that from the animated movie. No, that was new. Yeah. I think and, that was just like filler because it started with like the "He Lives in You" song, which I was like, "That's not from the movies. That's from the Broadway play." So they, I guess they like found a way to stretch the movie because this is like a two-hour movie. It's very long, and the animate and the animated version is like eighty. It's like minutes. thirty minutes less. Yeah. So I don't know where they found a half extra hour of shit. I think it's just slow sweeping shots of animals. I think so, and just like, and then, like the planes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and, and but and, I thought. Yeah, it, it, I, they also add Timon and Pumbaa's, like, super nihilist conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. that. I think, yeah. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. That, um, was, that was weird. That was... All right. It was. Um, um, I thought that Scar, vocally, they got the right guy. Yeah. They just didn't let him... Do, he just can't do anything because he's a real fucking animal. And yeah. I thought it was a huge missed opportunity. I'm sure the dude can sing. Uh, to have be prepared, be fucking sung talked. I didn't even realize it was a song. It was the song until it was like half over. I'm like, oh, be prepared's a good ass song for a villain and yeah. just talking. Yeah, we still got good vocal performances, but it's it's the beautiful visuals of like realism and scene and like the scenic visuals does not make up for actual animated acting of these animals. And yep. it's super weird because he did this shit like three years ago yep. with the Jungle Book, and that movie fucking rules. Yeah, I like know. How is is our is do we like that better? Because, I mean, and the special effects are even better now than they were before. Did the I, are, are, my questions are either one did the special effects get too good, and and or two were we just more grounded and connected to that movie because there was a human in it? That might be true. I didn't think about that. Because I don't understand why the Jungle Book is so arresting, but the Lion King is fine. Yeah. It's, at best, it's fine. You can't deny that it's a well-put-together movie. No, yeah. But I just don't... I, main conceit is that real-life, realistic motion shit doesn't work with voices like this in a story we all... Like, this is probably Disney's best movie, The Lion King. If you... If you if animated, you, you mean? Or or just in general? It's like, what's the best Disney movie? Yeah. The animated version. They'll say either The Lion King or Beauty and the Beast. So it's like the be one of, of the best, most known films they have. So people have a connection to it. So to see it kind of be decent at best sucks. Yeah. And I understand, like, not wanting to just redo it because, because of how, like, because of the reverence that people feel to it and because of how ubiquitous it kind of is, it's just like, well, why would we redo it with just, like, you know, realistic-looking animals? We, we should do something different. But, like, that's not making it more realistic and just, like, and, and removing emotion from the entire thing just kills it. Yep. Uh, but that uh, vocal uh, performances are great. They just yeah. don't look as convincing. Right, yeah, 100%. It's, it's all the look and feel of this movie. But the, the vocal performances, the singing, it's all... Yeah, well and, and, 
as as I think we've discussed uh, off mic before, like Pumbaa has a giant mouth, and he's the one that gets closest to the vocal performance matching the facial animation because you see lips and a mouth moving, and he's able to emote more. Right. Right. And but no one else because cats they try to make these cats look so much like cats that they don't allow their mouths to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the hyenas were the, probably one of the biggest bummer. The, the hyenas and Scar. Um, and, and, and again, with, even with the hyenas, it's like you got all the right people. Yeah. yeah. They didn't get to, they didn't really get to get let off their leash. I'm like, these guys are exactly who you want as the hyenas. Let them fucking do something. Agreed. They look great though. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah. it was a bummer. All right, let's let's move on. I, I we can't. Yeah, well, let's let's move on to to another movie now. Um, unless you guys have any final parting words for the Lion King. No, everybody saw it already. It made like fucking a million and a billion and a half dollars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's it was weird that this made Rafiki go back to the way of the warrior and had to take his gun out of the like he had a John Wick scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was weird. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sure. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, overrated. Ah, sorry. Um, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Shots fired. Uh, a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. I really like the first two hours of this movie. I don't know what yeah I I just don't know what I was supposed to get out of it or feel throughout the entire I don't think that it was a great first 2 hours of the movie but I really liked it. I enjoyed watching everything that was going on. Like well, I found... um yeah but that's I think it's a you know, it's late stage I... Tarantino which it's so it's interesting to look at and it's well put, it's well made and all that but like once you look back on it it'd be like well what did I just do? Right. This movie is almost 3 hours long and I I can't say I'm saying it's overrated, not saying it's not good. It's right, good. yeah, no, no, 100%, but, yeah. But my issue is I'm like, what the fuck is this? What am I, what is this movie? Is it a, is it a, is it a character study about fucking actors and a, a time gone by in Hollywood? Or is it about, like, fucking Sharon Tate getting murdered and those two, th- or... The Definitely not about that. Of, <laughs> or, yeah, or the revisionist history of that. Is Sharon Tate just somebody we're supposed to think about or is she integral to the plot because nope. she kind of has zero lines Yeah, and it's just weird to see a movie like he's been doing all this revisionist history stuff and I've kind of bitched about this already but he's done all this revisionist history weird shit over the last couple years slaves killing fucking slave masters and but like Manson and Sharon Tate and then Sharon Tate gonna like have a thing to do in this movie and then to get to the end and cool as Brad Pitt is just being cool as Brad Pitt even longer it's like I I kept waiting for for like something to happen and nothing really happened yeah yeah that's I think what frustrated me with this movie Uh, irrespective like it's it's great if it's like a fucking tv show because like the the stuff that Tarrant that DiCaprio's doing is dope. The stuff that Brad Pitt's doing is great, but none of it to me comes together to be one cohesive thing. And I think that's what bugged me about this movie. Yeah, and the fact that they had to have like 15 minutes of Russell, uh, Kurt Russell voiceover to finally right. put all the pieces in place. That was, after I really dislike that. Hours of, like, 
then you wasted time if this is where you wanted this to go. Like, what what are we supposed to take meaning out of this now that now it's just like a fucking true crime reenactment? Right. That I really I there were like two or three jarring moments like that 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 seemed like um it's like oh shit, we don't have a narrative thread and we need to add one. Um and and there, that there literally is no narrative thread in this film. Right. And, and it could have just been like following DiCaprio until to something, but it, but it it's it's trying to be that, right? But but we never really get that feeling because nothing he does actually gets him to the next level. It's it's the fact that they end up killing the Manson family that gets him to the next Like, it, it just feels like I, I could have just started with that scene to the ending, and that would have been fine. Like, I, the first two, two hours, two and a half hours are fucking meaningless at this point. It was just to learn who this character is, but it, it was kind of pointless. Um, again, but there are great scenes in between that I... That, oh, absolutely. Um, I think I don't know why so, I'm like, that's... I, I don't know why I'm trying to like come down and be like I'm defending this movie. I'm not. I did. I, I did. No, this is like it, probably it, my it, le- it, least favorite Tarantino in years. Oh, easily. And it's weird because it's uh, because it's about Hollywood. It's going to destroy at the Oscars, um, or as, as oh, far yeah. as nominations are concerned. I don't know that it'll win a whole lot. But um, the weird thing about this movie is like there's plenty of good scenes. Like I lo- I didn't have an issue with the Brad Pitt scene where he goes to the compound. I, I thought think that that's the best fun. scene in the movie. That could have been a, a fucking 90 minute the scene and I would have been transfixed. Yeah. But what does outside of like foreshadowing the possible end of this movie, what does that have to do with anything else in the movie? Cause we're right now, if we're talking about those two scenes, that the, that scene and then the end, I don't that's think probably 40 minutes. Yet. I don't think it foreshadows the end because they end up going to their house because of just Leonardo DiCaprio yelling at them. Yeah. And they they didn't know Leonardo DiCaprio at that point at all. Yeah. Just so later on, Brad Pitt can have some funny lines while he's tripping, making fun of them. True. So, Um, yeah. That that ending was really bad. I just – and and not in like a tasteless type of way. It was just like this is stupid to watch this. I hated it. Yeah. The uh, Also – Yep. If we go back in time, because now it's been about a month since I saw it, um, is Al Pacino in more than one scene? I think he's in two. Yeah, I think I, there's I, the initial I, scene, and then he shows up again later. I so, cannot recall a second scene with Al Pacino. He might, oh, he, I think he's on the phone or something like that in the second scene. Like, he's in a different... I think he might be in a different place. That seems like such a huge waste of Al Pacino in Tarantino land. Yeah. Because I thought he was fun. Yeah. I thought he was really yeah. good. Yeah. He, but, uh, I'm having a really hard time remembering him anywhere else in that movie other than that first scene. Yeah. Was that supposed to be Burt Reynolds' character? Wasn't he working on this right before he died? Oh, he was working on this. I didn't know he... that. That's interesting. Maybe. You figure he was probably him because no one would have been Bruce Stern's character other than Bruce Stern. Yeah. <gasps> Bruce Stern was... Who I so loved good. in his one scene. One scene. Perfectly executed. One of two Bruce Stern movies we're going to be talking about today. Um... So, so the, I, all right, the ending, which sucked, and I think, do we all agree that the ending was terrible? Oh, absolutely. I would, I would contend that should take it out of all running of all awards. Peter, thoughts on the end? Um, just when they kill everybody, and then he goes to Sharon Tate's house. Yeah, just the, that entire, basically the entire break in and like, uh, you know, defending of the house sequence. Um, I just, I just hate the fact that. 
he used the flamethrower as like a reasoning why we had to watch so much footage of Leonardo DiCaprio's career. Yeah. That could have been a very simple scene. Like the intro scene of that, which is in the trailer was more than enough, just like that. And then see it like in the, in the tool shed or like the, the pool shed or whatever. And then that's it. Um, I, I think that the, the girl who like is like going nuts and like falls into the pool and then continues going nuts is fucking stupid and worked better and killed yeah. in a very small room. Um, right. And it was just, it, it felt like the exact same thing again. It was like, he was doing, like he does his homages. Tarantino does homages better than most other directors, but now he's homaging himself. But, like, and, and Right. And that's the bridge too far for yeah. me. I'm like, this movie doesn't feel like you, this doesn't feel like an homage to a years gone by. It feels like an homage to like your career. Like, and I have no interest in that. Yeah. If, especially if we, if we know, cause you, haven't stopped fucking talking about it for the last decade <laughs> that you're only making 10, 10 movies. movies. Yeah. It's like, dude, uh, we got two more movies with you and this is the shit you're pulling. Yeah. Oh, Burt Reynolds and play the uh, Bruce Dern role. Oh, yeah. Okay. And when you consider the fact that like now it's got to come out that there was like, there are or were rumors of this being a fucking Netflix show. Yep. Make it a Netflix show, then. Yeah, just do it. Coen Brothers and, did a similar shit. Like, or, I mean, yeah. they did like a, just a very like that should have on that Coen Brothers make, movie probably should have been. Make it that because I as as weird as it is that this movie's two hours and forty fucking minutes and there's zero connective tissue. Maybe if it was four hours, you would have figured out a way to edit it together, and I would have been able to digest it at home in hour long segments. Yeah, or something. But this shit didn't work. No. Yeah. I will say, I, I found it incredible. And it's very good. It is. <laughs> it's weird. It's very well made. Yeah. I found it incredible how good the makeup on Damian Lewis was to make him look like Steve McQueen. Yeah. Because that was just like, you couldn't have got anyone else who just looked like him a little bit already. Yeah. You did heavy makeup on Damian Lewis. For a scene, that's pretty pointless. Yeah. Oh, completely pointless. Oh, just like. It's just exposition. Yep. Like, yo, uh, he, she dated him and now is uh, with him. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. I guess they didn't want that. Maybe Kurt Russell was busy that day. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that. Oh man, that was just so. Yeah, uh, I do. Do you think that that we lose anything by not being in Hollywood at that, like in the '60s in Hollywood, or like that this will resonate with like folks that have been around that were there like this it was a really this was the time and place well, who the there. fuck is that movie for i mean i agree were, if you were tw- in your 20s or 30s in the 60s you're gonna fucking die tomorrow <laughs> so who is that for oh, that was that was morbid uh, sorry but you're like that and, and if, if any of you have parents in their 70s i apologize i do but, too shit <laughs> So I already apologize. You can't even be mad. But <laughs> like that's that if that's your demo because you, you know they love going to the movies to see two hour and forty minute yeah. films when they can't piss. <laughs> no offense. No, none, just none, none taken. I guess. Um, yeah, I I do think well, this was his ninth movie, quote unquote. Uh, yes, I, got one fucking more movie. Bad bullshit. Um, I know he's he's full of shit. He's gonna take a break. I mean, the dude already takes like years between movies anyway. He'll 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 they'll be back in like five years. He, there's gonna be a a nine and a half movie, just like Kill Bill Two was whatever seven and a half or six and a half, whatever the fuck that was. Kill Bill Three yep. is gonna be nine and a half. 
Um, and then Star Trek's going to be like Death nine and three quarters. Death Proof was like a 76-minute movie. I, if I were him, yeah. I'd be calling that a half, too. Yeah. And and by the normal length of his movies, it was. Right. Yeah. So you could watch three Death Proofs in the time it takes to watch one this movie. And Dev, you know what? I'd rather do that than watch Me this too. movie again. Uh, all right. But, and it's good. So And it's it. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. We we got two more that we all three of us have seen. Um, so I'm going to leave this one up to Russ. Ooh, we're going to go to Ready or Not. All right. Oh, we have three more. My bad. But yes, let's do it. Yeah. Ready or Not, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn where her, when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Um, I think it's very fun. Agree. Uh, I think it's I think it's a, it's a couple things. I don't want to spoil this movie, but this is one of those movies that. I am very interested in all the alternate endings they thought up. Oh, yeah. Because there were some things happening at the ending that it could have went in a couple different ways. Right. And I'm not sure if I'm super satisfied with the one it went in. I actually really like the one that it ended with. Oh. Um, but I think I was just in from the jump because I, I saw a couple of trailers for this movie. And I was like, yeah, it looks like. You know, whatever. It looks like it, like a, like it'll be a fucking hit on base for me. I'll, I won't hate it. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't realize how much I need to see Adam Brody do something. Yeah. Like again, I know. Guy, he, I liked him in Shazam. I loved him in this. I'm like, give this guy, no. I don't know, a movie or a show or something. Adam Brody fucking uh, knocked it out of the park in this. Oh, he was dope. He yeah. was fucking great. Actually, everybody thought, in this movie I thought was was phenomenal. Um, I thought the dad was hilarious. Oh my god, so such good. a prick! And, uh, and I thought Samara right. Weaving, uh, the lead, I thought she so did a really great. good job. And now I'm more. I mean, I've seen her in stuff like the Inbetweeners or whatever, uh, but now I'm even more sold on her being in the Bill and Ted world because she, 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 she's oh. going to be I think, um, uh, Bill's Bill's uh, no Ted gonna be ted's uh daughter da- really okay that's nice i'm in well they're like 50 i guess that's true yeah i don't know yeah man but yeah it's so weird to think I thought about she was uh fantastic yeah i thought she was great especially as like a final girl from like the start from the get-go is a final girl like there's no other girl <laughs> it's just um, I, I, yeah, I that was interesting it's like you're not watching multiple people get picked off until you get to her yeah uh, the yeah, only it, people who die are accidentally murdered because oopsies. All hilarious deaths. Yeah, oh, it, my balances, God. it balances his pace just kind of like Crawl did. Like Crawl was like, we know we can't kill these people that you're going to be following, so here's some other people to die real quick. Right. right. So, so you know that the threat is real. Yeah. So, uh, I agree that I wasn't crazy about the ending either. Um, I I was really hoping. For uh, it's too hard to, to get into, but like the thing that they were hinting about, I was like, maybe it's they're just crazy. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I would like that more. Um, yeah. See, I, I I mean, narratively speaking, sure that makes I think that makes the movie make a little bit more sense. But I like knowing, just, I just like that they were like, yeah, nah, fuck that. Uh, we may never get to make a movie again, so we're gonna shoot our shot in a weird way. Yeah. So. Not so much that it works better, the ending. I just like that they had the balls to say, "Yeah, that's the ending." Yeah, no, all right. Yeah, I would, I would, one hundred percent see that. That is, that's yeah, that's, I, that's the one we're going for because it, it, from a behind the scenes standpoint, it just seems more fun. Yeah. It doesn't work, 
it works <laughs> way less. I know, but it is, it is still funny. Really fun. I mean, and it works with like well, the they box really go for it, which helps. They do. Yeah. Oh man, I would say yeah. I'm not, I I think like this movie suffers a little bit for me just because I was such a huge fan of Year Next from like five years ago. Yeah. Oh, Year oh, Next yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Which has Adam Wingard connections to it. What's up? I suggest that it has some narrative connections to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even really – I didn't connect it at the time, but, yeah, it, it feels cut from that kind of cloth. It totally is, yeah. Still liked it. No, yeah, still very fun, very enjoyable. Oh, yeah, enjoyable. Like, I would put that on before I put on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, enjoyable Sunday evening movie at home. Yeah. Uh, and now for another enjoyable Sunday evening movie at home. How about Peanut Butter Falcon? Already there. Woo! <laughs> uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, directed by uh, Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. There's, like, I feel like watch the trailer and then just go watch the movie. I don't think there's too much to say about this. You're going to get everything you need to know about that movie from it. And it is or, adorable you know, and heartwarming. Just fucking watch the movie. Yeah. Don't, don't even... Don't even get into the trailer because I, I think I had the trailers, the trailer auto played in the background in my apartment, so I heard it one day. Nice. But then I was like, mm, I like the look of that movie. It looks fun, so I'm gonna see it. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf's never been a bad actor. No, he's just always been crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad we're in this stage of Shia LaBeouf's career. Yeah, I'm glad, and I, it came sooner than I thought it would. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, no, this movie is just straight up a fucking adorable. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, it, it's one of the, it's an independent spirit, not an Oscar movie. Oh, totally. Um, but but I thought, great. I thought Zach was fantastic. Yeah. I thought Shot was fantastic. Uh, it felt like a, like a book you would read, uh, in, well, it felt very twainy. But uh, almost like a book you'd read in, like, eighth grade going into ninth grade yeah. as, like, a summer reading book. Oh, yeah. man, that is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, not in a – but, like, a book you end up saying that you're an adult and it's still your favorite book of all time. So when you're in, like, a fancy situation with learned people, you sound dumb. But the book <laughs> is still really good. Right. It's like me saying yeah. Johnny Tremaine is my favorite book of all time. Uh, right. It, I I'm like – it's a wrath guy. <laughs> I like that it has a very independent movie ending without really beating you over the head of, like, what's real. Yeah, right. I think it can allow you to not think about that whatsoever and just enjoy that ending. But I, th- I, I, I left the movie, like, thinking about a million different possibilities of what we were actually seeing at the end. Yeah. I, I, I got a very, not not outwardly, but, like, a Hunt for the, uh, hunt for the Wilder People um, type of vibe from like what was yeah, going on, yeah, and, like yeah. feeling all around. Not as overtly hilarious as right. that movie, exactly. But like equally, you're equal. You're so invested in their journey. Cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. they're like they're like spirit. They're like cousins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was nice how quickly Shia started to like this kid. Yes. I think I think a movie could have tried to be funnier to get them to to him to hate him a little bit more. But I think he 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 gets a shine on him so quickly. And I think it works so much in this movie's favor. Well, this movie doesn't. And and I, I thought that was going to be the case. I thought it was going to take a while, which I was prepared to not really like because the movie falls apart if they don't get along. Right. Yeah. 
like, why would you be, why would this kid be with you if you didn't, like, take a real liking to him? Also, narratively speaking, it makes more sense that he likes him yeah. because he's, like, doing that transference of older brother, little brother sort of thing. Yes. And that makes way more sense yeah. than Second, him being Second a dick. Row, we get, like, a really weird John Barenthal cameo and flashback after. Oh, yeah. uh, what, what was, was the other? The um, Jeremy Renner Native American movie. Oh yeah, Wind oh, River. He's Wind in River. For yeah. like six seconds, yeah. and it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make no sense that he's in it, but that movie's fucking depressing as yeah, fuck. Yeah, it is. Oof. It's it's great. Yep. But yep. shit, uh, that was the worst. That was one of the hardest scenes I've had to watch. Anyway, anyway, Mick Foley, Jake the Snake, so great, so great. Thomas Hayden Church. I need me a fix of THC in my life on a regular. <laughs> that dude just does it for me. He's he play he has this great look to him in, in at this age that he just looks like someone who was famous for ten years and it's now thirty years later. Yeah, yeah, and he's really bummed about it. He plays that so well in this. Like, if all he ever did was the 1995 not-hits TV series Ned and Stacy, and we didn't see him until 25 years later in the not-hit film Peanut Butter Falcon, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But he's also, he's done a lot of other stuff. He's, done he's, stuff. he's I, I fucking love this dude. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I just think it's a great movie, and I've never liked Dakota Johnson in anything, because uh, she usually plays an unlikable character. But I really liked her in this. Yeah. Same same thing. I like that they let her turn quicker than other movies would. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like also maybe it's because this movie was like maybe they were like, listen, uh, we don't have that long of a, we don't have that much of a budget to stretch this shit out, so <laughs> we need to just get people to be on board with stuff way faster than usual. We have one SD card that we can shoot on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So they, it may be the script they had shit warming up way slower, but they're like, oh, fuck, we don't got the money for that. Yeah, and I think this movie wins, like, the most absolutely delightful moment of the year when they're on the raft talking about him. Oh. So That's it's, so cute. It's, it's so perfect. It, I, it's it's got to be one of the best crafted scenes of the year. I, I, I love it. Yeah. If this does get some, like, love and a nomination for anyone in it not writing specifically, I I could see that being the scene that they show to get people to laugh and then show Shia in a tuxedo looking up at the screen of himself and clapping. Yeah. She'll just show the scene of him like being like, uh, how long can you hold your breath for underwater? You know, it's just, it'll be be perfect. All right. All right. Are we ready for the big one? I guess. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) It chapter two. The yeah, it, the itening, the uh, longest fucking movie oh. I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, Longer than Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah, by eight goddamn minutes. The audacity. <laughs> I sorry, uh, rust down it, and then I'll I'll talk about something. Okay, it chapter two. Twenty-seven years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Directed by the I, same guy. I cannot believe. That this movie's like, okay, we're gonna let you, we're gonna let you get settled in to to watch a movie for two hours and forty nine minutes, and we're gonna start off the film with a awful hate crime. 
Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. That ends with the victim of the hate crime getting eaten by the monster. And which, I- which is that that shit was shocking to me. Like, now granted, this movie kills some kids, which is cool. But <laughs> like you, I, as I work in a high school, um, but you didn't think, hey, maybe uh, fucking it can go at least. And let's say he kills everybody. Mm-hmm. If he kills everybody, cool. But let, let's let him, this guy fucking eat some of these assholes, please. I just watched a guy not be able to breathe and get fucking, like, and you know what that feeling feels like. So they're, like, kicking his, like, they made that scene as brutal as they possibly fucking could yeah, have. Just to then throw that dude over the river and fucking kill him. So I, and, no one, and no one else, like, if you killed him and them, okay, fine, whatever. Like, so, those guys get away, and this guy gets hate-crimed to the worst death ever. Two I things I don't understand is that, one, I thought that Pennywise preyed on children, and two, uh, was, needed fear. And that dude had no fear when he was getting beaten and was not a child. Right. Right. So that's, I can't believe this movie was shown for a single test audience who immediately were like, no! I know. It was, this, you can't start a three-hour movie like that. And, and no. none Granted, of it comes back. Like, there was no point. Well, that's... I thought they, were, they planted a the tiniest bit of an idea there, but they never blew it up. Like, later on, the adults mentioned that they didn't defeat it. Maybe they just changed it. And I kind of got from his... Uh, from oh. Pennywise kills, was he going after weaker, hurt people? Okay. But he doesn't do like, that ever again. It's just kids. No, they don't expand on it. They don't say anything about it because his two, his first two victims in the movie are ridiculed, hurt people by society. I don't remember the second one. Yeah, who's the second uh, one? Girl with the scar on her face. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, my god. I mean that was that, that so was fine. Are you building to this idea that this is Pennywise in a weakened state? Because if you don't bring that up, that opening of the movie, I couldn't. I had a hard time caring about the movie as it went on because then from right. that, that point on the movie just felt like the first one again each each character gets spooked by pennywise and then they team up uh, right. so i also and, and it's worse because the chemistry of the children in the first movie was fucking literal it was that that shit was you can't replicate that no and they do a good job of getting the people who look just like these kids scarily or like embody them, them. It's, it's it's fucking ridiculous yeah so the casting is spot on but those kids they were also connected yeah. way more so like now you're watching adults like adults who are just natively less interesting all be a little apprehensive of each other and all not and be disconnected those kids were made the first movie yeah and i know they knew they had to figure out they had to do flashbacks to like make us remember them, but I just think it, it doesn't fucking hit like like the first one at all. And I get it; like, they, these adults have been separated for twenty seven years, and so it's like the first time they're getting back together. So, like, of course, they're going to be a little bit. They're not going to be as connected as like people that are going to school right. together. And the acting is like, especially Bill Hader, who just fucking knocks out of the park. Fucking Christ. Him and James Ransone are far and away MVPs. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And. Like that. They're, the only, they're the two who they're the two that don't feel like they're doing an impersonation of of a of a character. Like Mike and Bill and Beverly feel like impersonations mm-hmm. of 
the characters from the original film. Whereas James Ransone, even the the fat kid, even though he doesn't get as much to do, sorry, whatever his name is, Ben and uh, Bill Hader, they are they are truly those kids grown up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And Bill Hader is fucking hilarious. And it's amazing that James Ransone knocks this out of the park so much because there was no question he was getting this role. Right. Mm-hmm. He, I swear to God, he had to have seen the first one, put a down payment on a house, and oh, just yeah. forwarded his phone calls from the people who made this movie right to the bank. Like, oh yeah, because he's perfect. He's, but also like, how did he go from like, oh my God, he's definitely getting this because he looks exactly like this kid, to I am also going to crush this performance. Yeah. No, like if you were to tell me that James Renstone was actually that kid, like they invented a time machine got that kid in the future, brought him back and had him like, it's the, it is fucking perfect. It's plausible. It's amazing how like exact it is, but the, but the movie just like, for like it's, it's too long. Um, it's, it, it's not that scary. Uh, and no. the CGI Pennywise is awful. It's real bad. And this, this, I think this movie's in a rough spot. Cause it's like horror movies don't have budgets. Like right. that's, it had a $35 million budget, which is ginormous by horror movie standpoints. This one is $75 million, But it's like either you needed to spend way more to make it look good or way less and avoid it completely. But that extra that extra amount of money has got to be casting. Like the, the first one, like those Probably. kids weren't stars except for Ben. Yeah. And and this movie wasn't nego- and it wasn't negotiated. The first one wasn't negotiated with the second one in mind. Right. They said we'll see how this one does and we'll figure out whether or not we're going to go back to the well. So it's not like anyone had a two picture deal or anything. So they did spend a lot more just getting actors secured. Yeah. But I think they did a good job of not getting like who do, like Jessica Chastain probably makes or has the biggest call number for price in this film and then McAvoy they're not that expensive yeah yeah uh they probably had to renegotiate hard for Bill Skarsgård because you this movie oh, does not work, work without him, without him. no but and, like and it's frustrating gets, that they give him so much less to do this time yeah, yeah. He gets, outside of the scene with the girl which I think is terribly done he gets nothing under the bleachers yeah I think that I think that scene is so terribly done because when she's chasing that firefly, the score is so bubbly and cute. Oh, it's Spielberg. Yeah. It's so Spielberg. That it's like, why are you, like, sh- like kneecapping your own tension here? We know what's going on. Right, We're yeah. not stupid. Right. This is the second movie. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to do this? It was like, you should be, this, this scene should be done in near silence. Or have some sort of building freaky score. Right. It's not, it, was, it was like immediately, I was like, who the hell chose this? Yeah. And then it's, yeah, and then, yeah, fucking, Skarsgård's got nothing. In the in the dream, uh, this is going to get probably a little bit spoilery, but the, uh, yeah. with, when there's Pennywise without the makeup on, was that Skarsgård? Skarsgård? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that oh, was genuinely like freaky. His face. Yep, that was genuinely freaky. That's, I think that sequence had the other good moment that I like that they played the fact that that entire scene was the original trailer, but they, oh, yeah. they, oh, yeah. pulled, they pulled the rug out from under you by having the old lady in the trailer not be the same as what actually runs out at her. Right. Yeah. 
which I thought was the one effective thing, but that's based off the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like, it's, it's a weaker movie overall. Um, and doesn't it feel like, doesn't it feel like this was somehow a trilogy, but it's not, it's just two movies and somehow they made two movies in one movie that doesn't work. I yeah. can see that. Well, Cause also, this to me feels like two, this is two fucking long. Like I, I was, I don't go to the bathroom during movies and I went twice. Me too. I mean, I go to the bathroom during movies, but I also went twice during this. Because I was just like, I need a break. I know, I know enough of the movie to know what's coming. I, I gotta take a piss. Yep. They also milk the ending for like ten minutes, as if we've been spending the last ten years of our lives with these characters. Yeah. Right. And needed longer to say goodbye. And I get like, right. like the ending. I'm sure if that was the ending in the book, I I feel like that ending works better on a page than it does in yeah than it does like when we're watching what's transpiring. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just like, in the first movie, the the scene in which um, the not hyper, kind of hypochondriac kid is just, like, across the yard from Pennywise. And it's, like, the big kind of balloon scene. But it's, you get the full character design of Pennywise, the great performance, and it's eerie as hell. Yeah. And then you don't have those scenes in this movie. Outside of Pennywise flying down on the balloons. It's so much of these other weird, terrible CGI monsters. Yeah, the, the Paul right. Bunyan scene was, again, like, it, I thought it was good at first, uh, and I like, like, it was funny how it ended, but then, like, just, again, terrible CGI that every time I saw it, I was just like, okay, well, I'm obviously watching a movie right now. Um, yeah. Just completely pulls they, you out of it. Yeah, they really ran away from the fact that they had this brilliant performance and brilliant character design, and let him be fucking freaky. Let him do shit. Like when he dances in the first one and stuff, like it's oh, yeah. thing, and you and they just and, and you laugh out of fear. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a nervous laugh, like ah, oh shit, could this movie be over already? Or the fucking and pro- like projector scene in the first one, like that was oh that shit was a nightmare. Yeah, straight up nightmare fuel. Um, Stephen King, however, great cameo. Oh, great! <laughs> I actually really did like. No, me too. I thought that was really. I was like, damn, this is this is great. Um, oh. I know it happens in the book and it's in the, the, cause it's in the original series, but like Bowers coming back was a waste of time. He comes back for two scenes in and it wasn't interesting. And also that, that, I don't know who played it, but his performance was real boring. Yeah. I, I, it, I didn't, but he for looks like the guy. I think, I think they just, they were like, listen, we want to get a guy who looks like that kid. Yeah. So we're going to get his like half older brother or something. I don't know. That did, did, dude did look like him, but that's not enough of a thing to make me give a shit. No, I feel like they had they had to have Bowers come back because of that initial flashback scene of him of like all the dead children's bodies in the river floating, and then Bowers is there and like wakes up. Yeah, because that was creepy as fuck. Um, but then like his character, it's just it's wasted. I don't know. The, yeah, this felt like just like three hours of. It was a bummer. Yeah, it was a three hour bummer. Now, because I work in like schools or whatever, but it is kind of weird to watch uh, the comeuppance of a bad thing be just straight up bullying. Cause that's ostensibly what they're doing. They're like, Oh, you're a bitch dude. Yeah. No one even likes you. Why don't you just go away? And I'm like watching that movie. Like, uh, yo, they're just bullying they're this bullying thing. It, till yeah. it- I thought the exact same thing, which is really weird. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And, uh, I had zero then, problems. They were just trying to kill it. Right. But once they were bullying, I was out. Yeah. I don't know. And then, 
it's it seemed like I don't know with the, with the beginning and then also kind of being like, well, Richie's might be gay. Oh yeah. Oh, totally is. Not doing anything with that. Yeah. Seems oddly token after the horrific opening of this film. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think that until right now, but now I totally see that. Yeah, shit. Yep. I, I don't know. It's Fuck. like almost. I wish this movie took another year to think a little longer before they went right into production. I wish this yeah. movie spent another year in the editing room before they just put it out. It cut literally thirty nine minutes out. Yeah. He's- there's wrong. nothing that you there's nothing that you told in two hours and forty nine minutes that you couldn't have told in no no forty nine minutes in two hours yeah no yeah. There's no, two hours is more it's a fucking horror movie they don't need to be longer than first off they're mostly ninety minutes yeah. so if you're two hours you're handling any additional exposition you necessary better be midsummer like, or up. hereditary at that point like right and, I so want to see the extended cut of Midsummer, but we're not here to talk about that right now. Is, that's out at this point, isn't it? It's out, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be out very long in theaters. No, then it's coming to Apple TV exclusively. Yeah, so no one is going to be able to watch that. Yeah. I will. You're going to get Apple TV. I have Apple TV. But, like, don't you have to pay additional for the service? Oh, is Apple it? Oh, oh, I thought it's just like to the device Apple TV. Is it the service Apple TV Plus? Oh, I thought it was going to be the Apple TV Plus because you need exclusives these days. But we're not here to talk about streaming. We could, but we're not going to. We're just gonna... I really wish the next movie you asked for a rust down was a streaming only film. <laughs> the Fanatic. Um, <laughs> um, no, all right. So that's everything that... <laughs> All of us saw. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to some some deuces. Um, so good boys. We'll go we'll go rust down free on on deuces or less. Okay, sounds good. All yeah. right, good boys. Pete, you saw this. Good. I yeah, won't. Good boys for me was one of those bummers of a movie that has this like high concept for its comedy, and yet you can tell these writers are funny because there's some funny lines that aren't based off that concept. I thought there's some funny lines that were not just these kids cursing or these kids not understanding drugs or sex. Yeah. Uh, that, that, those were the funniest parts of the movie. It was actually um, – so I went into this movie being just like, this movie's going to suck. And I came out of this movie going like, I laughed a couple times. So not- I, I liked it a little bit more than I thought I was going to. Um, but it's still it, – it's not a good movie. I, th- I think that the marketing of it being like – Uber raunchy uh, is was necessary to you know try and get people in, but it is not uh, it is not as bad as it is advertised to be, and that was actually kind of refreshing to think of uh, while watching it. And I thought that the kids were adorable, and that's about it. Yeah, I think the the little kid from Last Man on Earth has the most interesting arc. I don't know which uh, kid that was. Which kid? Uh, that's that's the kid who just wants to hang out and like still be a kid for longer. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but like I like off kilter jokes. The the one I like truly belly laugh loud at towards like the one insult later on when he's like, "Shut up! Everyone knows your mom plagiarized her cookbook." <laughs> that joke killed me. Yeah, that was good because it's like it's just a stupid insult. It's not raunchy. It's not on that brand of the rest of the comedy. So I was like, "Oh man, you got like these writers can write some jokes." Yeah. And I thought that was so goddamn funny, and not any of the sex stuff really hit for me, the rest of it. No, that, that was all just dumb. Uh, yeah. Just, like, trying too hard, basically. Um, all right, let's move on to scary stories to tell in the dark. 
Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, this is just disappointing. Yeah, it was I, the creature designs were great, but they didn't really do anything but sort of sh- like uh, you know, zombie walk closer to people. That was literally all they did and it was pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, did did you guys read those uh, that book growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those it, those stories were way more effective when I was like 9 and now it's just like all right, whatever. Um, th- this is just like a low budget bad horror movie. Not even low budget. It was just a bad. I don't horror know movie. why it needed to have that racism subplot. That was weird too. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, like, just make it like a weird anthology, like creep show type movie or something. If you really want to go down that route, right? Like, whatever. Um, yep. Forty-seven meters down, uncaged. Uh, this movie. Yeah, you guys really wasted a lot of your summer, huh? <laughs> this movie is so boring for 40 minutes and then this movie literally goes fuck it there's sharks let's do some fun stuff with sharks yeah, <laughs> this movie gets nuts by the end of it it is insane and ridiculous the last 10 minutes are literally them being like oh we have so much more money left okay just fucking throw it up on the screen <laughs> <laughs> it really is and it, and the the last like yeah the last like 30 minutes are incredibly enjoyable of this movie but you really yeah. gotta you gotta slog through the beginning of this movie to get to it yeah you know luckily like a character that's really bitchy and annoying and like the worst dies like it really does have some moments that you really enjoy but seriously like the la- the last five minutes are completely and utterly worth it oh my god yes a hundred percent like this is this is easily just like let you know it's time to watch just like a bad movie and like get some drinks and stuff like this is a fantastic one to just like watch and just like laugh at and just and just yeah, yeah. I, I could I, I went to go see this just because I, I had nothing to do that day and I had the lowest of expectations and I ended up loving it. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. So, well, the yeah. second half. The se- oh, God. If, this is one of those movies. If the second half's on TV, yeah. I will watch it. Or if the first half's on TV, I will, I will set an alarm for 30 minutes later. <laughs> uh, all, all right. right. Uh, how about Loose? Oh, Loose. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely sort of Riveting performances all around. What is yeah. this movie? Tell me. I still have no idea. Uh, ostensibly, it's like a movie about a white family that adopt uh, an African kid who uh, they had like the shit that comes with that. Okay. As kids get, as people get older and start to kind of struggle with identity and who they are and what who they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, fuck it. And that's that's as much as I would say. I think a okay. trailer almost gives too much away about this movie. Okay. But it's uh, it's oddly thrilling. Yeah, there's some real, like, ho- like, holy shit, I can't believe, like, some people did this, and it's just conversation. Okay. Like, yeah. some, there's some things that Naomi Watts does, and you're just like, oh, holy crap. And, wow. like, like, one of those, like, very tense movies that I, like, like, did one of those like oh kind of things at one point? Okay. Yeah, and, and this is like the first, uh, I, I, not the first, because the dude also directed Cloverfield Paradox, which was Ooh. terrible. But um, but he also made a, his own original movie, and then they they was told to graft Cloverfield into it, so that probably didn't help him. But anyway, this is a movie that this dude like. This is like the second film this guy's directed. And I've gone a complete 
180 on what I think of his ability to make a film. Okay. Because it's a re- it's it's real it's really good. That yeah. it's just straight up. It's it's a really good movie. Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, some kid you've never seen in Octavia Spencer. Oh, just fucking doing it. I did not know that the cast was that stacked. Okay. Yeah, Tim yeah. Roth. Tim Roth is settling into the fact that his American accent is starting to sound like Walken, and it's incredible. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's real bad, but uh, <laughs> he's trying. He's act. He act, he can outact his shit accent. Yes. Yeah. But uh, really good, really good film. Um, nobody probably saw it, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have. It yeah, was very good. I just it's added really it to my watch list. So once that does become available, I will be watching that. Uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of like it's based on a play, so it kind of has the same feeling of like doubt. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of very minimalist storytelling. It's great. That's cool. Uh, Russ, what did you think of Blinded by the Light? Yo, I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was like it was real dumb, um, but I incredibly enjoyable film, especially for the uh, Born to Run running through the school scene and the yeah. singing going out. Story. Oh my god, I loved it! I love like how it's not just like it, you got the song in the background, but the actors are actually singing it like off key and like and like bad because like right. they're not professional singers, and you got like kids coming out of the classrooms being like, "What's going on right now?" It was hilarious. Um, I could have lived without the font showing up on the screen, the lyrics showing up on the screen as songs were on. Yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That is the one part of the trailer that kind of put me off wanting to go see this. I I thought it was going to be just a trailer only thing, but it happens in the movie a few times, and it's annoying. A lot, yeah. But um, what I really did enjoy about this movie, and it's like not a perfect movie by any stretch. It's like It's almost like. The, it's like an, like a throwback to a, the type of formulaic movie that used to get made, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago that just doesn't really get made anymore. Um, but what I enjoyed about it is as slightly above average or kind of above average as it is, I it did remind me of being in high school and like finding out about a new thing. Yep. Whether it be anime or Dragon Ball or fucking, like, whatever thing one of your friends who's kind of one of your friends introduces you to, and then it becomes your whole fucking world. Yeah, you start dressing that way and stuff. To an almost an annoying degree. Yep. But everybody did that with something. And I really didn't think about that. I haven't thought about that in forever. And I, yeah. I work in high school and I haven't even really, that hasn't crossed my mind because it's awkward and it's embarrassing. Yeah. So to watch this kid give all of himself to this band or to, to, to this dude and make it his whole identity, that's what high school's for. Yeah. Like, that's what the kids do. You just put something on you and say, that's my whole life. Yep. Uh, you ignore, and anything that isn't that is terrible. Yep. You ignore it, yeah, and that and then they do that incredibly well, and it's yeah, yeah totally agree. And he's not he's not like bad for doing it or good for doing it, yeah. But it it's it's just what people do. It's just what kids do when they're trying to figure out who they are. They find something and say, "That's what I am." So I thought it was a really good portrayal of that. So you don't have to like Bruce Springsteen or like that type of music to identify with what this kid is right. like going through. But it I does, really liked it. It does help if you like Bruce Springsteen while watching this movie because there's a lot of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, it, it, it certainly helps. Because <laughs> if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, this is 
inarguably the worst thing that's ever been made. <laughs> and he has another movie coming out this year. Does It's like a fucking concert movie of his Western album. Oh, of Western Star And I would okay. still venture to say... I bet this will be this, better. Well, if you like Bruce Springsteen, this would probably be worse. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pete, Art of Self-Defense. How was it? Uh, I really liked it. It's a, It's about... Uh, toxic masculinity, um, and like how Fuck all that shit. <laughs> it's it's about how like shitty men are, and and how like what violence means to men, and it's 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 really well done. It was weird that like it didn't really seem like anyone really gave that like that much of a shit about it. Um, but I think that's Jesse Eisenberg's fault. I don't think people are that interested in seeing him in dramas as much as maybe you know Zombieland Two or something. You know. I wonder how well. And I don't have any interest in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I can't believe like, how much when they talked a sequel two years, two years after what? What? I can't believe how much they're giving away in the trailers to Zombieland too. Yeah, it seems like the whole movie. Also, who needs it now? Like, yeah. if ten years ago or whatever, I'd have been like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll see a sequel to that. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, like Abigail Breslin's like what, twenty four now? She was like a baby when that first movie came out. I don't care. It's been too long. Now you're just making it to make it. And I think they need that movie to be a hit in order to justify continuing to be a studio. What is it, Sony? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. they have had nothing other than Spider-Man. And now they have nothing but Spider-Man. Uh, Venom. Venom. Uh, Venom. All right. Uh, Russ, how was Britney Runs Marathon? You know, Britney Runs Marathon's cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and not to equate it to the other comedy that came out with a, like that star a woman that Amazon Studios purchased. That was an independent film that didn't do, do that well, but it does feel a lot like Late Night. Oh, and, and I'm not just saying that because it's like two lady, two funny ladies making movies that Amazon bought that were independent right. darlings that didn't do well at all. Yeah. Uh, but Britney Runs a Marathon's good. I think, um, if anything, it's just a test run for whether or not Jillian Bell can carry a movie as more than a side character. And? She can. Nice. Oh, thank God. I was I, I was really scared you were going to say she can't. Yeah. I like her oh, great deal. She's really good. She can. She, there, she, and the movie is, I'd say, it's, it's like definitely that dramedy vibe. So it's funny, but like also got some dramatic stuff going on and she's able to handle both pretty well. Um, yeah, so she, I think the movie she, is more of a test for what, she, yeah, it's, it's not, the movie is fine, but you're watching it knowing, oh shit, I think she's going to be able to do more shit. And I like that. I think she can really fall into the slot that Rebel Wilson yeah. missed her chance on, which is like, uh, you know, plus size or, or actually, you know, normal size woman. I don't want to say plus size, like normal size woman, uh, doing a kind of dramedy or even just straight drama kind of thing. Right. I think rebel Wilson did one too many. I am a big person movie comedy. Yeah. Right. And, and I think but and she's I think, still doing that in cats. Yeah. Right. Which is like, come on, it's been, it's been like almost 10 years of this shit. Yeah. And I, I think that like, Britney runs a marathon. I, I was a little nervous at first because I'm like, oh, are they saying there's a problem with her or whatever, right. with, this, with as far as how she looks or whatever? 
But no, it's it's like the general conceit is more about just like you've got to figure out like one how to be a healthy person, but you also have to figure out how to be happy with the person that you are. Okay. And those are basically like the two general messages of the film. And that shit knows no body type. Like you can be. Right. So I, I, cause I was never, I was like, ah, it feels kind of weird that like her first movie is about losing weight, but it's like not really about that. That mean, that's central to the plot of the film, but it, they're not saying like the only way to be happy is to just like drop pounds. Okay. That's good. Which is nice. Cause I, I feel like, I don't know, as a, it, that's, that can be dicey territory these days when you're making a, a mass a movie for the masses. Like, I don't know. People need to learn how to just be okay with themselves. And I think this movie is kind of about that. Yeah. It's good. Nice. Uh, Pete, how was After the Wedding? I wanted to see this. Good. It's it's a, a, a remake of a Danish film that was nominated for Academy Award like 10 years ago. Right. With Mads Mikkelsen. But, so they, they gender swapped it, which is I just think I can't imagine what how the other one works with the other genders. Um, but it's 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 a pretty okay movie. There's a lot of great stuff in it. Um, more so than anything else, the performances are really fantastic. Um, Michelle Williams and Julianne Moore really crush it. Um, it's one of those movies that I think the trailer makes it seem like it's really one type of movie, and I really love the pivot they take. Like forty five minutes through. Yeah. The, okay. Good. Cause that trailer looks boring as shit. Oh, yeah. I like that trailer. So that trailer was trailer. like, I don't know what the hell's going on in this. I want to see it. I think I think what's going on is the most interesting case that it could have possibly been that allows all the characters to still be interesting and still have good motivations and all this stuff. It's good. Okay. Nice. It's 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 got some flaws, but the performances really, as I say, elevate it. Uh, and I will close this out with Angel Has Fallen, uh, which is real dumb. Uh, but Nick Nolte is great in it for the scenes that he's in. And that's really all you got to know. Cool. How did they make three movies out of that franchise? No and idea. White House Down died after one. I didn't even see the second one. London? Neither did I. Second one was better than the first. Um, really? Because I liked The Olympus Has Fallen. I I really so I feel like uh, London has fallen is more White House down than it is uh, what the hell? Olympus has fallen uh, and so it was just it was it, I felt like it was bigger and dumber and it really worked out well this is uh, this is super telegraphed the entire time like there's multiple baddies and uh, like and, and Danny Houston right which one Danny Houston's in it right yep yep uh, yeah ah, Danny Houston's cool. in it yeah I know right yeah you see him um, but again like. Some really fun stuff, uh, probably a little bit too long, but you're just a big, dumb blockbuster action movie that I don't think did extremely well, but fun enough. If it comes on TV, watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, This this I've always felt like this, like I kind of mentioned before, I couldn't think of it, like this movie feels like it might have the trappings that I said Hobbs and Shaw doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, it does. I would say that's exactly right. Um, but yeah, there's, there are some fantastic Nick Nolte scenes that make up for everything. Um, and I think that about does it for this episode. Wow. That was a lot of movies we talked through guys. Yeah. Yep. And there's a lot coming up soon. Oh, Joker's in what? A couple weeks. Yeah. We got, we got Joker. Uh, you mean uh, golden lion winning Joker. Yeah. Best the incel, the incel movie of the century, according to 
the internet, which I'm fucking over all Joker takes. Um, but yeah, we've got Goldfinch, Hustlers. Twenty One Bridges is soon. Twenty One Bridges is soon. Rambo, Downton Abbey, Abominable. If you see movies that are animated that aren't Disney or Laika, uh, Lucy in the Sky, Joker, Adam's Family, Gemini Adam. Man. That's all. Oh, Gemini that's Man. like nice. A lot of like that's the next month. We got a which, lot coming up. That's a heavier month than usual. Like there's all there's a solid two releases every weekend for the next except this week. five weekend. What are you talking about? What's this weekend? Hustlers and Goldfinch. Oh, so except this weekend. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Hot take. One Hustlers looks like Magic Bike Double XL, but with ladies. So I'm sold. A little less than if it was the guys, but so sold. <laughs> and the Goldfinch, I've been reading for one and a half weeks, and I am 3% through it. Because <laughs> it's a fucking gigantic book. But it's not bad. It's just so long. Yeah, yeah not, bad, not bad long books really translate well to the screen. Yeah, but, saw- I mean, it's still probably going to be shorter than it. Ooh, there it is. That is actually <laughs> totally true. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up, guys. You can find us on the web at movemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at movemoviepc. You can email us your thoughts, <laughs> complaints, anything at movemoviepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. Uh, and we have a variety show with our good friend and co hosts. Uh, I almost said Zachary, sorry. Um, he's not there anymore, right? Uh, Nick Maritato uh, and, and Zach Sims. Sims. I was getting there. I couldn't get Broussard out of my mind once I thought about it. Um, like always. Yeah, never happens. Uh, the show is called Pig Pile. It's the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's beautiful The Creek and the Cave. Uh, the next one is September 19th, I think. Next Thursday, bro. Next Thursday. Uh, so come on out get some uh, some food. They changed up the menu, but it's still good. Uh, and that is... Wait, 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 wait. When did they do that? They took off the... The, the one carb-free dish that I used to get there all the time. <laughs> Everything else, I believe, is the same. So they still have flautas? Yeah, they still got flautas. Oh, do they have flautas? And they got that, that really good taco salad. So that thing looked great. Okay. And it was great. Um, so come on out. It's always a good time. And we'll see you guys next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. <laughs>